Randwick preview time. Brad Gray is on the line. And uh, Brad, how does this Randwick card look? Good morning to you, mate. Last one of the yeah, year. Yeah, good morning. Good morning to you, Luke, and all the listeners and Brody. It looks okay. Uh, there's no star power. There's no big feature. But that said, I think it's a pretty good punting card, particularly towards the back end where I don't mind a couple of double-figure odds. So we've got a pretty good handle on Randwick recently, haven't we? It's a pretty well-worn path uh, last couple of weeks. Fourth Saturday on the bounce, we've raced at HQ and the third meeting in seven days after Boxing Day. But I love the way that the track's played all the way through. Fair, uh, and I expect the same today. Brody Nixon, good morning. How's the card look to you? Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Brad. Yes, just clearing up my numbers after scratching this morning. And just like Brad said, we've seen Randwick plenty of times in the last month and a half. And really, um, yeah, as we even plays, even as always. And I'm really keen about this afternoon, especially later on. I think there's a fair few horses we can back with confidence, with fitness under their belt. Great to hear, mate. Uh, look forward to your thoughts there. Uh, we've just had a the system's been a little bit slow this morning with Darren Fundell's tips. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be able to display them just yet for you. Uh, when we get those, I will relay them. But at this stage, they are unavailable. Uh, I'll re- we'll relay those soon. Race number one, guys. 1,200 metres for the two-year-olds. And number one, parkour at $2.90. Two Vianara, $8.50. Three commanding artists at four forty. Four dark arts at $5. Five parent at 14 Six Pialite, Pialite at forty one, seven Sacred Fort four dollars eighty, and number eight Heinous at twenty three. Scratch number nine. Favorite is Parkour number one at two ninety for race one at Randwick. Yeah, looking at the speed here, obviously it's tricky to nail down with any great degree of certainty, uh, given how lightly raced a lot of these horses are. When you throw into the mix a few debutants, and one of those looks to. Get a degree of control here. Commanding artist from Barry One Dark Arts showed some some toe in a most recent trial as well. But of the race brigade, a lot of them uh, have found their feet and hit the line. So a bit of a theme throughout the day, Brody. There's a few small fields and not a lot of speed on paper, and uh, that kicks us off here in race one. Yeah, Brody, you're absolutely spot on. It's going to be an interesting little race, especially to see where parkour lands. It spotted a very smart Arabian summer. A bit of a gap there at Ballarat. Closed home strongly on a day that not many horses did. And I've got it on top. The son of extreme choice out of Godolphin. They don't buy too many. But this horse is $17 for the Magic Millions in the future. So just a few eyes on it as it crosses the line. But hopefully it will be in front. I've got it on top. One, seven, four and three. As mentioned, he chased home the smart Arabian summer. How do we lined up those form lines off a very wet track there at Ballarat that day in Victoria, now coming to Randwick this afternoon. However, there's nothing out of the trolls that really scares me. You get Jamie Carr aboard, hopefully can swing to the outside and charge all over the top. The key danger, Sacred Fort, coming through that Randwick form line behind Odinson when settling towards the rear of the field in the restricted English-listed race. Thought it worked home well that day and always screamed out it would be looking for further. I think the 1,200 metres suits. You get Jason Collett sticking aboard for the second time. In for third, the four dark arts. Thought it's trolled well, but not too well for me to dive in on debut. It's going to be interesting to see where the market does with it, commanding artists and the other debutants as well. And in for third, I in for fourth, I do have commanding artists. One, seven, four, and three, but it's going to be interesting mounting yard and see what the market does here late in the first round. Yeah, uh, will they be jumping out of trees? Can you do parkour jumping out of trees, or is that more of a, a buildings thing? I don't really know. I think we're learning as yeah, we go. Yeah, no, you can we? do it anywhere. But, you can um, do it anywhere. Buy beware. There's, there's been people um, severely injured doing parkour. You, you're not sweet if you're doing parkour, if you ask me. <laughs> so I won't give it a crack around Randwick? No, I wouldn't. Should be a, 
Fiddle Maybe at home on the couch, Brad, just to keep right it safe, on. all right? We'll start low. <laughs> we'll start low and build from there. I'm with him. Uh, he's a nice cult, isn't he? Uh, I like those words earlier from James Cummings. And uh, to coin what James said, a sleeping giant uh, of their two-year-old crop. So we still haven't seen the best of him yet. Uh, that said, he caught the eye at Ballarat on debut. It was a solid run race over the 1,000 metres. He was set an impossible task. And I love the way that he hit the line, particularly the strength of his last 200 metres. So again, he's going to have to overcome a little map query here, but it's only a field of eight. So he should be close enough, if good enough. And I like the step out to 1,200 metres on the back of that. Uh, and as you mentioned this morning, Luke, interesting that Jamie Carr comes to town to, to, to stick with him. Uh, she's got a pretty handy book, but this looks to be the, the P there. So interesting uh, in terms of a cult going forward. We can follow three commanding artists. He looks a danger. It does give away race experience. Um, told we won't miss him in the yard. Apparently he's a, a big, tall, imposing galloper. Uh, they know the family well. Gerald and Sterling, half-brother to talented mare Sky Command, hasn't done anything wrong in his trials. And we saw the horse that he ran second to. His most recent hit out, King of Russo, uh, came out and win at Canberra yesterday, albeit by narrow margin, but he still did a few things wrong. Two, Vianaro, for making a case for parkour, Vianaro has to be in the conversation. Uh, parkour did go past him there in the straight at Ballarat, but there wasn't a lot between them on the line. He's got the benefit uh, of three runs under his belt, and he can settle closer in the run than parkour, given where he's drawn. And four, Dark Arts. Another debutant, a very slow tri uh, trial time in his most recent hit out, but he did it quite nicely, and I like the way that he trucked right through the line. So a bit of late strength, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him run well. Looking at his pedigree, Snitzel Colt out of a Zabil mare, so he should run out a strong 1,200 bet. There's no issue whatsoever. One, three, two, and four. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray, race number one at Randwick. Excited for that contest. Uh, as I said, uh, just no selections in the system for Darren Flindell just yet. We will uh, get them to you in due course. Race number two, Class 3 Highway. Market looks this way. Number one, Aim Point 21. Two-gallon star, favourite at $2.90. Three, Cenote, $71. Uh, Four, Uncertain Terms, 34 Five, Field the Night, 31 Six Lady Car thirty one, seven Bamaria three twenty, Scratch eight, nine This Is Heaven forty one, ten Smart and Dapper sixteen, eleven Sir Ming sixteen, twelve Discreet Miss at eight dollars, thirteen Life's a Party twenty three, fourteen King Rupert at eleven, and fifteen Crowy Shout eighty one. Scratch the bottom one for the highway. ESP looks okay here. Uh, Bomaria. We're going with Bomaria. Bomaria. Uh, there's a few different interpretations out there, but she's got speed, doesn't she? Particularly out to 1,200 metres. Now, King Rupert won't be too far away. I expected a positive ride uh, from Crowny Shout coming across from the gate with no weight on his back. So Ming has got speed if they want to use it, and there is a decision to be made there with Gallant Star in the early stages in terms of what they do. I think they are positive and just look for a bit of cover, hopefully a three-wide running line for Sam Clipperton's sake. 2, 7, 11 and 12. Brad spot on for mine. If we get the three wide running line and a bit of cover for Gallant Star, I think it's going to be mighty hard to beat. Was narrowly beaten first start behind Wilbury. He's absolutely airborne at the moment. Drew good that day, but he's drawn wide here. Does get a kilo and a half off for that. The 1,200 metres looks to suit down the ground. This also started very firm betting all throughout his career. The only time he started big odds was on debut. But he won by a very soft four and a half lengths that day, eased down from the front. I think 1,200 metres suits Sam Clippin aboard for the informed Rob Stable. And $2.90, we're just getting the price from the gate. If he was drawn a little bit closer, he'd be very, very close to a good thing. The seven in for second, Bomaria. I'm going to go with that name, Brad. It's I don't, didn't know which way to turn this morning. Just call it its old name if you want. Brady, just call it its old name. Tarp up. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. got it in for second as the main danger. As Brad mentioned, unlike Gallant Star, it's going to get every chance in the gate. It's going to roll forward. Just needs to hang on that last few hundred metres for its supporters. Sir Ming in it for third. I think this horse, is it can show a bit on its day. You look back to its early three-year-old preparation and certainly was running in some okay races behind the likes of Show Hire and Co. early on. Even a couple lengths off Jun Quira and defeated Bandera. So the talent's there. It just hasn't quite shown at the last couple of preparations. But from gate number 12, it can charge home late and provide a little bit of sight while discreet miss in for fourth, best of the rest. 2, 7, 11 and 12. Me, but quite confident Gallant Star can get home a winner second up. You're just going to know your fate in the first couple hundred metres with him, aren't you? If he does get a bit of cover, he's hard to beat. I've got him second pick, but I'm just thinking... With that little map query and then stretching to 1,200 metres, I've gone the way of discreet miss. Uh, so there was double-figure odds bet about her. She's $8 now, so uh, that's been chipped away, at, and I can understand why. So a few of these might just be feeling the pinch over the concluding stages, and she'll be there ready to pounce. She's won two from there, three this time back. Good winner there last time out, albeit by a narrow margin. Uh, I did like that determination she showed to get her head down when it counted, and she maps to get a lovely stalking run just in behind the speed. So $8, that's probably a right price now, but each way I don't think you can go too far wrong. Gallant Star, I think he is the horse to beat, and I think he's a deserved favourite now. Uh, that $2.90 quote can only improve on what he did behind Wilbury first up. That was 35 weeks between runs. He's sure to bounce off that. The stable hold him in high regard. King Rupert, if we're making a case for Gallant Star, King Rupert has to be in the conversation. They hit the line locked together last time out. We've seen King Rupert since, uh, and he lost nothing in defeat at Scone, hitting the line. So 1,200 metres, okay for him. And Bomaria, best of the rest. Just a bit of a task here in terms of jumping straight from 1,000 metres to 1,200 metres. Speed seems to be her asset. So if she can harness that over a touch further, she should get it. Uh, but in the context of her price, I just thought there was a, a little query. I don't want to see her do it first. 12, 2, 14, and 7. And one roughie right down the bottom that I will mention here is Crowy Shout. Uh, I didn't think he should be $81 on the strength of his, his form throughout his career. So if you're looking super wide, maybe throw him into the mix. 12, 2, 14, and 7. And by the way, guys, Bomaria, it's a type of plant, a, uh, a climber-type plant with narrow, oblong, mid-to-light green leaves, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it goes on. So there you go, Brad. I'm just trying to tie that into the original name. Yeah. The owner's trying to be clever there. I don't know. I can't find the link, but I'm sure there's something. Uh, we'll never forget. Don't worry. We'll never forget. Uh, race number three. <laughs> One of the greats. Uh, midway, 1,400 metres. Market looks this way. Number one, Poseidon Ruler at $6.50. Two, Decadent Tail, 23 Three, Byron at $11. Four, Toronomica, $9.50. Five, Barchio Del Miss, 101 Six, Miss Ciccone, 21 Seven, Big Happiness, 19 Eight, Black Duke at 21 Nine, Bluff and Bluster at 11 10 Moorestown, 19 11 Tavs, $4.80. 12 run with the tide, 340. 13, you're not the boss at $23. $3.40 run with the tide, number 12 favourite for the midway. Speed okay here, but nothing too crazy. Probably depending on how aggressive they want to be with Run With The Tide. The favourite, if they're happy to take a trail, it probably takes a bit of sting out of this race. Byron will slide across. Moorestown will come across with him, listening to, to Kerry Parker this morning and the, the likely tactics there. And Miss Ciccone's versatile. Uh, I thought she was a bit more dynamic last start, ridden with a, a touch of cover. So I imagine that is in the back of Nick Mitchell's uh, mind uh, when he's devising a plan for this race to offset that gate, Brody. 12, 11, 8 and 4 for me. I think run with the tide. It comes through those good form lines behind the likes of Step Inside and Fairway Star. 
And step aside, the very unlucky run-up from last start looks very hard to beat later on the card. This horse resumed gelded this campaign. It just brings superior form lines to mind behind the lights of Fleetwood and with your blessing the last couple of runs. I don't think he liked the wet ground at all, but I think he's going to be very hard to beat here from the inside gate. $3.40. Zach Lloyd sticks aboard with the featherweight, ticks all the boxes, and looks very, very hard to beat. Tabs is airborne. It's going to need a little bit of luck from gate number 12, but this horse has been producing some really good runs behind some fairly nice company, including Ravello there at Kembla Grange over 1,400 metres where he was home and hosed. He just faded late in the run to get pipped on the line. Was good in defeat behind Let's Try Gosford, who dominated the race up front. He had to come from an impossible position, and he's thrived his last couple of runs at Warwick Farm. This is a step up. This is tougher. We're not getting spoils on the price, but I think it is clearly main danger. In for third is the eight Black Duke. This is horse I was very keen to back at the Provincials in the next week or two. He's popped up in a tougher race, but you have to have something at the $23. Been carrying big weights, been unlucky, and has been very, very strong. Once again, this is much tougher. And the run behind Shadows of Love was very unlucky when right there at Rose Hill. And in for fourth, I do have Toronomica. Apologies for the TV viewers. I, I've sent through the wrong number there. But the four, Toronomica, in for fourth. This horse running well in even company. Yeah, I've got him in the mix as well, Toronomica. Also got him for fourth. But run with the tide on top, so we're in agreement there. I thought he bottomed out at that $3.10. We're getting $3.40 now, so hopefully uh, he continues to trend outwards because I missed that early $5.50. But he does look well set up. I know he's just got the one win to his name so far, and it was a a midweek maiden, uh, but he's got form around the right horses. As you say, Brody, he gets map favours here, and he's just got the profile of a horse that can go through the grade. So well-placed at midway company. Zach Lloyd sticks 53 and a half. Uh, he gets his chance to make it win number two. One Poseidon ruler of all the closers here. He's the one I'm most wary of. So Blinker's off again. I like the way that he finished off behind Terramata in midway company last start. I want to trust that form reference. She looks to be a pretty smart mare going forward. I know he doesn't win out of turn uh, due to his racing style, but if these leaders happen to get at each other, He'll be the one just sweating on them late uh, and swamping them over the concluding stages. Three Byron, generally what you see is what you get. He'll need a, a little mid-race breather, uh, but he was good there last start. He rode the speed uh, behind Felix Majestic, who really ran along, and he was just picked off late. He was entitled to knock up, and I thought he stuck on okay at the finish. So fourth up, 1,400 metres. We've seen him in this company in the past, and he has more than held his own. And four, Toronomica has form around the right horses. If you want to make a case for Poseidon Ruler, uh, they come through that Terramata form reference. Uh, and run with the tide at Kembla Grange prior. So, yeah, he runs well here, and I do like the transition out to 1,400 metres at this point of his campaign. 12-1, 3 and 4. Okay, yeah, uh, that's race number three on the program. Still system error uh, with Darren's selections, uh, but we press on. Race number four, 1,300 metres, benchmark 72, and uh, three Keenan is uh, the favourite. We go through the market uh, for this, the James Squire Handicap. And uh, numbers one and two are scratch. Three Keenan, four dollars twenty. Four Sydney Bowler is at four dollars forty. Five Bear to Witness at sixty one. Six Dazzle Legend eight dollars fifty. Seven Hyde Park eight dollars. Eight King of Dubai thirteen. Scratch nine. Ten Metallic Ruler at nine dollars. Eleven House of Cards five fifty. Twelve Colours of Autumn ten. And thirteen Gunship at nineteen dollars for race number four. Yeah, a few scratchings here change the complexion of this race. Miss Emma comes out. Uh, Fleetwood, of course, ran at Gosford and the same for Flying Trapeze. So Keenan, I think, strides across and owns this race from the outset. Does a legend won't be too far away in Hyde Park. 
holds a position just on the inside, but uh, it's largely up to Keenan how he wants to, to run this race here, Brody. Yeah, I've got him on top, Keenan. I spoke to Luke this morning. I think this is a, one of the horses not only to follow this afternoon going forward, but also a big chance in the Magic Millions three-year-old guineas. He's currently $9 on the four, second line of betting behind a host of even $8 favourites there. But I think he's going to scroll across here. The one horse that might kick up, I thought, might be Hyde Park or King of Dubai. But hopefully he can cross and dictate because I think this horse should have gone very close to winning last start at Ramwick. That was in a listed race for the three-year-olds over six furlongs, defeated by Mumbai Muse. They just went too slow. He was clearly headed by about four or five other horses, and he's kicked back to run third in a, in a race where you thought he was done and dusted and going to fade back through the pack. He's going to roll across. He had a really strong hit out at Randwick when winning over the 742 before stepping up to the 1,050 metres. He's lightly raced. He's got Hieronymus aboard, and he's out of Tullock Lodge. So he ticks a lot of boxes for mine, and I think he's going to be very hard to catch from the front this afternoon. The key danger is House of Cards. Some good early shoppers got about $17 before deductions during the week. This horse just fell in there at Kembla Grange last start when defeating Ritty, but came from a very tough position. I do encourage everyone to watch its last couple of runs, last preparation. Behind Sicilian on a day at Randwick Kensington, it was impossible to make ground, and Jandra Conus in a very slowly run race there at Kembla Grange. I think he's a horse to follow. He's done everything right so far, and he might end up being one of the best horses to come through the race. And it's not very often you get a price for these gallopers with a light weight and also early on in their career. In for third, I do have the eighth, King of Dubai. Just with those map favours, I think he can roll forward, stepping back into its own age group after tackling a little bit stronger company last start. And in for fourth is the 12 Colours of Orton. I think she's a next preparation type, but she's a filly with a little bit of a future. But I think she's going to thrive over further ground after an easy kill there at the Newcastle Beaumont track. 3, 11, 8 and 12. Yeah, I'm also with Keenan here. 3, 4, 12 and 8. Uh, a lot to like about what he did in his first campaign, jumping from a midweek maiden into a listed race where, as you say, Brody, <clears throat> he did go down fighting, didn't he? So the fact that he started $4.80 there, there was a lot of market respect. The filly that won, she subsequently went down to Melbourne, Mumbai Muse, and won the, the Red Roses, and General Salute ran second there, and he was coming off a Golden Rose preparation. So he kind of left thinking what I've missed here in terms of being bet $4.20. So he'll be ready to go because he's a fair way down the order of entry for the Magic Million, so he needs the prize money to get into a race like that. Uh, so, yeah, there'll be no prisoners from the outset. Catch me if you can. I don't think they will. For Sydney Bowler, uh, well, if Keenan just feels the pinch late, he might be the one really screaming home at the finish. We're going to learn a lot about him today in terms of where he fits in. He's coming off two impressive provincial wins in his maiden. He got Fire Tribe, who won at Randwick on Boxing Day. Then he chased down King's Duty. So back to his own age group here, and he's completely untapped. 12 Colours of Autumn have also made a spot for her. If this was a mile, I'd be even more confident as to cope with a little drop back in journey. But she's a work in progress, but there's a, a lot to work with. She's a very talented filly and did put it all together last start, albeit at Newcastle as a $1.60 pop. Uh, she was entitled to win, but she won well. And King of Dubai comes through a deep enough race there last start, and I think that holds him in good stead here at double figure odds. 3, 4, 12 and 8. Okay, that interesting fourth race at Randwick will certainly... Uh command a few eyeballs today look forward to seeing how that one unfolds as we get to the halfway stage race five the petaluma handicap 2000 meters and this is a benchmark 88 number one is kirkaby at 26 dollars two naval college at 350 three dream flight seven dollars fifty four miss you ella eight dollars five touristic at four dollars forty six kabosh at seven 
Seven Deficit, $5. Eight Olympic Gaze at 26. And at number nine, Flombeur at 41. Favourite, $3.30. Number two, Naval College. Not a lot of speed here. Dream Flight potentially leads. You'd think so. It's the most likely candidate. Anyway, in Naval College, we're much closer than we saw from him first up, where he was over the mile in a bigger field. 2,000 metres second up, he won't be too far away. Other than that, maybe Kabosh can hold some kind of position, but yeah, dare I suggest this will be a dash home, that last little bit here, Brody. It's going to be a very slowly run race, isn't it, Brad? And Naval College on top for me. I think he's one of the better bets of the day this afternoon at the $3.30 quote. Was eye-catching last start behind Grabini, First up over the mile, backing up a couple of fairly nice trials. Last preparation, this horse was fantastic behind the likes of Faulkner Park. Narrowly defeated on multiple occasions behind that very sharp stayer on the rise. And before that, strung back-to-back wins together at Ramwick Kensington and also here at Ramwick. Both of those wins, he sat very handy to the speed, if not sitting just behind the lead. He took it up himself. And from gate number two, I'm expecting him to box seat and stalk Dreamflight everywhere it goes. I think $3.30 is a spoil, and it's the horse to beat for me this afternoon. In for second is the three, which is Dream Flight. was fantastic last start, running there at a big quote behind Capacuri. It was a very fast-run race, so from gate number seven, I think it's going to thrive with a much softer tempo here this afternoon. In for third is the five, Touristic. I'm not too sure what to do with this horse. I've always been a fan of him, but this preparation, he's been carrying big weight. He's been running on fairly. But now he gets a lower weight. He gets Tommy Berry in the saddle for the Snowden. Such a lethal combination. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Touristic jump out of the ground. The seven deficit, best of the rest. But after last night, I've given up on him. Two, three, five, seven. One of the best bets of the day for me, Naval College. Yeah, we're in agreement again here. Two, three, four and five. He sets up so well, doesn't he? So he's an import that hit the ground running for Annabelle Nisham in his first Australian campaign. That bodes well for him going forward. And I just think he's got a profile of a staying type that we can follow as he goes through the grades. I don't think he's done improving yet. I know he's a five-year-old, but he's only had the 10 starts. Encouraging return there first up. Uh, Overlooked the fact that he did run eight of 13. He was only getting warm through the line in a race that he couldn't win from right out the back. So a very different setup here. 2,000 metres. He showed last campaign that he can... Camp right on top of the speed, and I wouldn't expect them uh, to waste the gate today. Jet Stanley knows the horse well. Three, Dream Flight. Uh, he's the wild card here because he showed last start that he might just be starting to turn the corner, and the fact that he gets on-speed favours here could seem hard to beat. He'd done very little in his Australian runs prior to last start, but you go back and revisit his form in France. He was a genuine group horse, so... Yeah, there's a, a glimmer of hope for him, uh, and up in grade here, but but down in the weight. So he profiles quite well. All he has to do is repeat that. For Miss Uella, can only build off what she did at her first run for Kiramara and David Uchis. That was at Kembla Grange five weeks ago on Gong Day. Just got out-sprinted over the mile. Maybe wasn't all that comfortable in the heavy conditions, but I like the way that she came again through the line. So yet to run beyond 1,700 metres, formerly trained in America, but on that performance, you'd think 2,000 metres looks to suit, and five touristic. I'm similar to you, Brody. He's worn me down. Uh, he's got the talent, but he just lacks a little bit of conviction at the moment. Lacks that killer punch, but he was a fourth-up winner last campaign, so that is in the back of my mind. Two, three, four, and five. Okay, that's race number five on the program at Royal Randwick. Uh, we've got race six to get through next, and it's the Shandon Garden Spritz Handicap, 1,600 metres, a benchmark 78. And number one is Stone Coat at $5. Two Miracle Spin, $5.50. Three Crafty Eagle, $5. Number four Floating at nine fifty. Scratch five. Six Baltic Coast at 14 Seven Louisville into $3. Eight Tarashock, 10 
And number nine, Hide Your Heart at 17. Louisville favourite here. He is a $3 chance for this sixth race. Yeah, he's going to have a few little map queries here because, again, it's a small field, so he should be close enough if good enough. But Stonecoat could get and should get complete control. Tarashock keeps him company up top in another race that could turn into a, a, a bit of a dash home uh, over the concluding stages, Brady. It's going to be a very similar question to last start, isn't it, Brad, with Louisville? Can he run them down after spotting him another lead? And when you've got the likes of Stonecoat, who's so hard to catch from the front, you certainly will have it, your heart in your mouth for a very long way. But he's just going too well, Louisville, not to have on top in this race. Just the question mark is, what price do you want to take? But he's running well. He was eye-catching two runs ago behind the informed Cloudland. And, of course, last start, not many people to miss that run for an impossible position after Felix Majestic just dominated the race. He gets out to the mile. The first time he got to a mile in Australia, he won impressively there at Warwick Farm, stepping himself as a horse to follow. He just needs the luck, and he should be very hard to hold out. However, how often or not do we see these short price favourites get back and run into the minor money? As the key danger, I have the two, which is Miracle Spin. I thought this horse trialled really well. It was just out sprinted there behind Louisville last start. I think it's going to thrive up to the mile, but this is the horse I want to find 1,800 metres, maybe 2,000. Third up, I think it's going to be very hard to beat then, but I do admit he's the danger this afternoon as well. Stonecoat in for third. It's going to roll forward. Gay Woodhouse and Adrian Bott. We know what these horses are going to do. They're so hard to get past. This horse was on toast first up last preparation over the seven furlongs and kicked back to defeat Exolitus and they carried big weight behind Tazarel. If they let it walk up front, they might find it very, very hard to catch. And Crafty Eagle just want to see it find its best form. But once again, was from an impossible position last start in the same race there behind Felix Majestic. 7-2-1-3 for me in the sixth. Yeah, I do note there's a bit of support around for Crafty Eagle this morning. So maybe a few believers thinking that third up Winker's first time, he can find his best form. But you've got to take him on trust, don't you? So I've gone 7 2 one and four, on with Louisville. So I think the key to him is getting out to the mile now. He was probably looking for that journey last time out. He was never going to beat Felix Majestic, who was the tearaway uh, leader and the tearaway winner. But I like the way he knuckled down the chase. He didn't really have anything to bring him into the race, and he still hit the line. So Tommy Berry got a feel for him there. He sticks, uh, and I think Punter should as well. So, yeah, he's going to look a little bit dicey there in the middle stages, spotting them a start in a race that mightn't be truly run, but I think he'll still get his chance to, to scream home over the top. Two miracle spin. So Louisville went past miracle spin there last start, but 1,400 metres was always going to be on the sharp side for miracle spin, and he was only first up. So he's the one with the more natural improvement, like what he did last campaign. It was a busy campaign, uh, but he measured up in better company than this. One stone coat, catch me if you can. Uh, I like the intent here, tackling the mile first up. Three trials, the latest of those uh, was pretty good. So he'll be ready to rock and roll. And four floating. When I first did the form, I thought we might be on a soft track, a soft six, but on a drying surface confidence waning a little bit because he's a horse that needs to get his toe in the ground bounce back to winning form in the narrow cup last start slicing his way through the pack and he's a horse with a great record over 1600 meters seven two one and four and it's time for the quaddy legs race number seven the Drinkwise marubra mile benchmarked at 100 and it's a 1600 meter event one charter house at four dollars forty two skylab six dollars fifty three excellent proposals seven fifty four grabini two dollars thirty Number five, uh, Ryazan, uh, or Ryazan, at uh, $12. Six, the Fortune Teller, 10 Seven, Outlandos, 51 And number eight, Substantial, at $10. Scratch number nine, Stonecoat. Grabini favourite now goes $2.30 as I speak. 
2.30 Grabini in race number seven, Brad. Oh, it's getting skinny, isn't it? I guess he can maybe ride the speed here. We've seen him lead in the past, haven't we? So I think there will be more intent today because there doesn't look to be a lot of pressure on paper. The fortune teller could default to a, a forward position here. Other than that, you're left scratching your head a touch as far as the makeup of this speed. So we wait any change of tactics, Brody. It's going to be a very, very interesting watch, isn't it? I did note when I was doing the speed map, just like you, Brad, whether Grabini, that one race at Rose Hill last preparation where Karen McAvoy just grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and took him straight to the front, riding the best horse in the race that day like he was. And I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to do something similar. So he just turns out to $2.40, and this is something similar we're speaking about before with horses like Louisville and a couple of other early favourites on the card. Just comes down to for mind which price you would like to take. If you're keen to take about the two dollars sixty, two dollars eighty, it's a very hard speed. You have to have him on top and following that last start win when defeating Glory Days on a brilliant Karen McAvoy ride. He ticks all the boxes for mine and especially if they do roll forward, I will be quite confident he can string another win together this afternoon. Hopefully they do roll along a little bit, not overly far, because I just don't think he has that turn of foot he did show early on in his career, but he's a horse in form. He's building a fantastic record. And Karen McAvoy's won four of five aboard the Sun of Ocean Park. In for second, excellent proposal. Was good in the same race last start behind Grabini from a very tough position. Jet Stanley sticks aboard. Doesn't gain any weight with the two-kilogram claim. Can lead a little bit closer from gate number eight, but did start $67 that day and didn't show much before that. Charterhouse coming over from Victoria following its Cranbourne Cup win. Was good behind Lock Eagle. Deserves to be top weight. And I see it's very well backed early. When the Mar Eustace operation of horses backed early, especially here in Sydney, not only the provincials, but also in the metro, you find them very hard to beat. You do have to respect the top weight and substantial best of the rest, but... Four, three, one, and eight. It's going to be a very interesting tactical affair. Yeah, it certainly is. If you're not with that December handicap, uh, then I have to, I think you have to go to Charterhouse, don't you? And that's the way that I've seen the race. I've gone one, four, three, and eight, just thinking that he comes through the strongest form references. Uh, a two-rack, Cranbourne Cup, which he won, where he beat Foxy, Cleopatra, and then he was good in the Ingham. He just got a long way back, and it was making inroads late. So he won't be far away in the run, given the makeup of this field. I know uh, in a lot of his Australian starts to date, he's been right out the back, but that's been a product of, of wide gate. So here he's drawn a soft gate in a race with not a lot of speed. Uh, he shouldn't be too far away in the run. The only little query now is a drying track, uh, a genuine soft track, and I think he'd be a, a really good bet at around that $5, $4.40 quite. But uh, I'm still with him, uh, and I think he, he can only run well coming through the, the deepest form references. For Grabini, I guess he's hard to knock in that he just keeps on winning, doesn't he? So it's become a habit for him. Now six from 14. That was evident a couple of weeks ago over the same track and trip. Busy finish, but again, uh, he was fending off his rivals over the concluding stages. So his biggest winning margin is, in fact, just over a length, uh, but it doesn't matter by how far, does it? Three, excellent proposal. Looks to be building towards something. Probably doesn't get the speed to suit here. Again, he's likely to be at the back uh, in a tactical race, but uh, he showed signs there behind Grabini that uh, another win wasn't too far away and substantial comes through that same reference. Hasn't quite gone on with it like we thought he might in his second Australian campaign, but uh, he comes through the right races to again be thereabouts here. One, four, three and eight. That's Brad Gray's thoughts on race number seven. Uh, Darren Flindell's tip's still under, unavailable, but I'm uh, reliably informed that the technical issue that's uh, preventing them from uh, displaying for us is uh, shortly getting fixed. Always so, blaming the system. Yeah, well, I never give a man up. It's the system's fault. 
race eight, swept handicap, <laughs> 1,100 metres. Benchmark 78, number one, Bubba's Bay is an $8 chance. $2 Magic, $4.40. Three, Rupertar, six fifty. Four Afterlight at four forty. Five either or five dollars fifty scratch six, seven Ringer Rosa at fifteen eight Acapella Sun eight dollars fifty, nine Spirit Queen seventeen and ten Super Bright at twelve four forty a pair Dollar Magic Afterlight and Brad if you you tip a loser today mate just say it was a system error oh wrong numbers are displaying wrong numbers exactly right good idea <laughs> I want to do that I would have tipped the card if the system was right hundred percent. Uh, well, at least we've got a, a race here with a bit of speed on paper. So either or comes across Bubba's Bay. He's got some toe. Dollar Magic won't be too far away in Afterlight. She's versatile, isn't she? She's won two races this campaign from in front. But she showed last out of Canterbury equally uh, as effective in terms of taking a sit. And you could probably even throw Rupertar into the mix. So half the field here all capable of going forward on their day, Brody. I've done it. I've got Dollar Magic on top, and hopefully today can be the one day she can get her nose down. She deserves it. Five straight second placings, and I think I think she's going to be very hard to beat this afternoon. Two, four, eight, and ten, my numbers. Her form line's there for us all to see. She's been beaten at less than a length in three of her last five starts, and the two times she's been heavily defeated, well, at least though well over a length, was behind Time to Boogie and Eagle Nest. Both of those horses absolutely airborne and dictated from the front. I think back to 1,100 metres suits here at Ranwick. Gate number three, going forward. Yes, it's a fairly open race, but I think she can be very, very hard to hold out. You're getting about $1.75 the place. So if any connections, just keep on buttering up the place bet. They've had a fill-up on top of the prize money as well. Afterlight is the danger for mine in for second. This horse has found fantastic form this preparation. Interesting to find with these mares. You look back to her maiden company. She was running on fairly in maidens, not only provincials, but also midweek metropolitan. She bolted in there at Scone. She's returned a much better horse this preparation than a four-year-old. She's won three of five, and you can't knock any of her wins as well. The win two runs ago at Warwick Farm it was fantastic, running slick time. And then she defeated Serena Sophia, who was fairly well backed before drifting late last weekend. So after like the key danger, as they share joint favouritism as well. In for third is Acapella Sun, stepping out of highway grade. Yes, it's going to be tough, but she's always running on from impossible positions. I think 1,100 metres Randwick suits. It's Danny Beasley aboard, and I think can run home very strongly over the top, just where it lands from the gate and in its racing pattern. In for fourth, the 10, super bright. Not usually one of mine, but this horse trialled up well there at Wyom behind Powerful Peg, and also behind Leave Me Some, who's run really well since last week at a big price as well, second up. So I think super bright rings some fairly nice form lines, and at the $12, I've included it in my quaddy as well. Two, four, eight, and 10 for me in the eight. I've tipped Dollar Magic to run second again. Feels a little bit cruel doing that, but seven, two, eight, and four, seven, Ringarosa. I'm going to throw another horse into the mix here. I thought she was fantastic there. Through that same race as Dollar Magic, that was behind time to Boogie, which looks at a pretty strong form reference for this. She was only getting warm through the line, and she was only first up there. So, yep, over a touch further here, uh, 1,000 to 1,100 metres, back to Phillies and Mares grade, second up. The way she ran through the line, clocking the fastest last 200 metre split across the entire meeting, 
suggests that she can run a race here. Just needs luck at the right time from the low draw, but oh, I quite like the setup. A few leaders here should keep each other busy, and, and she'll get last shot with Jason Collett doing the steering. $2 magic. Now, she'll run well. She's so genuine, isn't she? So start number seven of the preparation, yet to finish outside of the top three. Bumped into a good one last start. Time to boogie. And faces her own sex just for the second time this campaign. That could prove significant. She maps to get the run of the race. Eight, Acapella Sun. I know she's coming through a highway, but she was good in that highway. Just giving away uh, impossible starts in her three runs back. I like to step out to 1,100 metres now, fourth up, and even that form reference behind Mabel uh, a couple of starts ago at Kembla Grange where she was in the worst part of the track, had some merit and four afterlight. Very much in form there, and you wouldn't expect her to go backwards, albeit she has to do it in Saturday company now, 7-2, 8-4. Okay, that's Brad Gray's uh, thoughts on race number eight, and I interviewed Gary uh, during the week, Brad, and he just said that, look, uh, we trialled her in October. She just had a little virus. We had to treat that, so I had to uh, back off her, and she'll definitely take improvement from that first up run. Pretty encouraging, isn't it? I think it's an even race as well. So when you're getting, what, $15 and maybe on the way out, a lot better was bet uh, in that first market. I think she bottomed out, and now maybe she's found her, her right quote. But you can make a case for anything in that field. So $15, I think it's a really good gamble. Mm, absolutely. Race number nine, the Tab Handicap, over 1,400 metres. Four-year-olds and upper benchmark 78. And number one, Dynamic Impact up the top here, the King of Canterbury at 26. Two, Lady of Luxury, $12. Three, Exilatus at $10. Four, Marnix, 18. Five and six are out. Seven, Gracilla Styler, 12. Number eight, Louvois, 18. Nine, Testator Salens at $4.60. Ten, Starman, 34. 11, step aside. He's at 250 chance now. Getting pretty tight there. 12 is out. 13, Guevara, 16. 14 out. 15, Elatiyama at 51. And 16, cross the Rubicon, $11. As mentioned, step aside. Reigning favourite here, $2.50 for race nine. Yeah, and on that top eight dynamic impact, I thought he was an absolute certain to be scratched for the Canterbury Sprint on Monday. Whether there is intentions to back him up, Two days later? I don't know. Uh, maybe Bjorn's got some kind of plan there because, as you say, look, he absolutely loves the joint. Five from five uh, at Canterbury. So we'll see what the stable do there. But speed-wise, Louvois, he likes to run along. He got under our guards there uh, first up, or at least eight weeks between runs at the midweeks, and just ran his rivals ragged. Step aside, won't be too far away. I think there's some more intent today with Lady of Luxury to hold a position and Tessator Silence. I uh, shouldn't be too far away either here. I was about to say the same thing, Brad. I would have taken a dollar one that they would have gone around on Monday. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do run the quick backup. Potentially 11-16-3 and 7 for me. I think step aside. Um, he's going to be very hard to beat. He drops in weight, draws well in gate number four. Jason Collard aboard. Everyone saw last start. Very unlucky and was good defeating Cloudland first up there at Rose Hill. He's returned in strong order. Once again, the question is what price you're willing to take. I've kept my powder dry. I'm hoping to get something better later because I think he should get out a little bit more here because a lot of horses here are racing well and certainly do have form on the board. The main danger for me here is also further down. Apologies, the 16. I've sent through the wrong number there. The main danger for me comes in the form of Exolitus. I think he's going to be very hard to beat as well. 16.5 kilograms. He's going to have to come from a tough position there. Joe Pride's Stable is airborne, and he was good behind Dalalart carrying a similar weight. In for third, I do have it across the Rubicon. I think this horse is fantastic behind Zuforia coming from Randwick there. Zuforia had absolutely no weight on her back and brings like Vate Formlines, who's absolutely airborne here in New South Wales. I think from gate number five can land close. 
and prove a very good site there at the double-figure quote, while the seven best of the rest, Grisilla Styler. Yes, it's Grisilla Styler, but this is the sort of race he can pop up in from a good gate. 11, 3, 6 and 7. I don't mind Lady of Luxury here, guys, at double-figure odds. Uh, I like her at the price. So she had no luck first up. Should have finished closer. She was a big winner at Randwick second up last preparation, and that was in a benchmark 94, which saw her run right through that winter series uh, where she raced without luck again. Should have been fighting out the finish in the Civic Stakes. So back in this company, of course, the trade-off is the big weight, 61 kilos, but I think there's enough in the price uh, to take the gamble that she can run up to her best, and if she repeats what she did second up last time in, uh, this is very winnable. 11 step aside, he is short enough now, but he's a horse going places. What I like about him is that every time we see him, he just gets that little bit better. So you don't need me to tell you that he was unlucky there last time out. We all saw it. Uh, he should be two from two this time. in. stays at 1,400 metres and has to do it uh, in better company, slightly better grade, but uh, he gets the right run here and I think you can follow him with confidence. Nine, Tessator Silence, ready to win. He's on the seven-day backup, third up, 1,400 metres, was doing his best work through the line there seven days ago, sneaking up on the inside, a couple of more strides, and he makes things interesting. And seven, Grassola style, a bit of a quaddy killer. Uh, he's going to pop up in one of these races sooner rather than later, but he's worn me down. What are we thinking now? 94 weeks since he last won. So I've been a while between drinks, but I thought he was he was quite good there first up, despite the form guide saying that he did run ninth. He was only warming up that last little bit. 1,200 metres was short of his best trip. 2.11, 9 and 7. And that brings us to the last for Toyota Forklifts, a 1,200 metre handicap, benchmark 78. And number one is Dynamic Spirit at $9.50. Scratch two. Three Powerful Peg, nine fifty. Four Plundering, $8.00. Five elusive jewel off the long break, 26. Been uh, 504 days since uh, she's raced. Six contemporary at 550. Seven chalet at $6. Eight show high at five. Nine island press, 126. Ten invincible legend, 26. Eleven Union Army at $3.70. That makes him favourite. 370 about Union Army, opening uh, of $5.00. And uh, the deductions here, only three cents apply for the scratching of Marnix, Brad. Uh, I'm sure we'll be hoping track fair if you're a, a fan of favourites late in the card. Uh, Louisville, second half of the card. This guy as well, Union mm. Army, likely to get back. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? At least you'll get nine looks as far as how this track is playing if you, if you uh, want to butter up with Union Army. But he was an eye-catcher there first up, and that did stamp him as a horse to follow uh, through the grades. But, yeah, he's going to give them all a head start here. Speed looks okay. Show high goes forward. Shalailed. I'm not sure what they do from the wide gate there. So now trained by Bjorn Baker. He was pretty sharp in his trials, so maybe they do stride forward and settle outside the lead. Plundering won't be too far away, and Island Press has got speed too if they want to use it here, Brody. 11, 8, 6, 4 for me. This is one horse I'm probably most excited to see on the card is how he stands up. His trial leading into this preparation was fantastic. He was eye-catching, as we all saw, behind Boston Rocks last start from the inside gate. He draws gate number 9, but I prefer him drawn towards the outside than the inside. Last preparation was showing some very good form lines, but apart from a disappointing run there at Scone, kept on putting some really nice runs on the board. I think he's resumed a better horse this preparation. And interesting to note, the barrier extension goes on the first time this afternoon at start number 10, and I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Favourite backers might have their hearts and their mouths late, but he's a horse I'm very keen to see step out. The main danger for me in the last is the eight, which comes in the form of show high. I was keen on her last start. She should get good favours once again from gate number five. Zach Lloyd goes aboard for the 
fourth time. He was aboard when she won impressively last preparation there at Newcastle. That was his last sit aboard the mare, while in for third contemporary. It was very good from a tough position last start. Just the query from Matt Gate number eight is how far back he gets once again. And fourth, plundering best of the rest. We know what he's going to do, but can he get his nose down first? At $8, another one you have to have in your quarter just in case. But Union Army, 11, 8, 6 and 4 for me in the last. Yeah, I've gone with number one here. Now, I've got in my notes, how wet is the track, question mark. So maybe not wet enough come race 10 now that we've found ourselves at race 10. We haven't got any more rain in the past couple of days. So I think it's evident looking through the form guide that Dynamic Spirit, number one, does need the, to get his toe in. Uh, so that's a query. So, yeah, we'll see how this track does play throughout the day as far as its rating goes. But he's a fascinating horse. He was so impressive in his first Australian run, particularly in the context of being 42 weeks between runs. He only had the one trial under his belt, and he was posted deep throughout. So under the urgings there of Nashua Willa, he was simply too classy. So more depth here, of course, in Saturday Grey, but I do like the setup a month between runs to stay at 1,200 metres. And if he can get his toe in the ground, uh, yeah, I think he's a horse that could potentially go through the grades. Uh, when trained in Brazil... He was a talent, and then he didn't show up there in Hong Kong uh, because the tracks were simply too firm. So um, he's been around the grounds, but he's got some mobility, uh, this Brazilian bred five-year-old gelding. So 11, Union Army, of course, he is hard enough to beat. Nobody missed his run there. First up over 1,100 metres. That was always going to be on the sharp side. Maps will be at the back here, but he'll balance up and, and work through his gear. So you look at his rating. He's coming off a 65, so a lot of room to move there uh, over the summer. Six contemporary, doesn't win out of turn, but... Rarely is he far away. Uh, he continued that trend last start. Just missed there behind Dalalat. Only has to hold that form to be in the finish again, given this is a near-identical race. And four, Plundering. Uh, they've met a few times in the past, actually, Contemporary and Plundering. And Plundering currently has a 2-1 a head-to-head record. So he has to be in the mix, and at the very minimum, uh, include him in your quaddy, because, again, he's rarely far away. I guess if there is a conviction is that he, too, runs a lot of good races uh, without getting his, his nose down when it counts. One eleven, six and 4. Gentlemen, I thank you both. Brad Gray, what is your best for Randwick? Yeah, I've gone race five, number two, Naval College. Uh, I thought he was the standout. Everything points to him being a pretty progressive stay there for Annabelle Neesham. Scratch from Queensland today, 2,000 metres second up, finds a race with not a lot of speed. He'll bounce out, put himself right there, and I think he, he's hard to beat. And the best value comes up in race eight, number seven, for Gary Portelli, Ring of Rosa. Uh, a pretty even field there of the fillies and mares and I think she gets enough speed to suit and if she can bounce off what she did there first up uh, I think she's going to take some holding out so best race five number two naval college and the best value race eight number seven ring a rosa all the best for the new year Brad thanks guys good on you mate uh, Brady Nixon your best the same as Brad actually race five number two naval college I'll just let him cover that once again that was he's covered exactly how I would have I think it's going to be very hard to beat following that eye-catching run can lead much closer from the gate and the second of the specials, I'm going to back late. Step aside, race nine at number 11. He's a bit short there at $2.50 now. I'm confident he'll get back out towards the jump, and I think he's a fantastic bet late on in the day. Have a good day, Brady. Thank you, Luke. Pleasure as always, mate. Cheers, buddy. Uh, thanks for your help. Uh, appreciate it. Now, uh, Darren Flindell's tips, they are now uh, displaying for us in the system, so I will run through them for you for Randwick. Uh, Darren Flindell in race one, his numbers, one on top to beat seven Four, five. In race two, uh, that's parkour, by the way, in the first. And for our Sky Racing viewers, you're now seeing those as well. Race two, number seven, on top for Darren Fendell. And that's Bamaria to beat two, fourteen, and five. Race three, it's 11 on top 
that's Tavs, to beat 12-3-1. Race 4, Darren Flindell Ranwick, 4 on top, to beat 3-6-8, tipping Sydney Bowler there. Race number 5, it's 4-3-2-5 for Miss Uella, the top selection for Darren Flindell. Race 6, numbers there, 2-7-9-1. So that's 2 on top, Miracle Spin. Miracle Spin, the play in race number 6. Race 7, it's 4-3-1-2. 4 on top, Grabini. Number 4, Grabini on top there. Race 8, Darren's got a special here in the shape of runner number 3 to beat 2, 5 and 4. 3, Rupertar, a good thing. Race 9, it's 9, 11, 7 and 8. 9, Tester, Tor, Solens, the tip there. And in race 10, it's 7, 6, 8, 4. 7 on top, Chalade for Darren Flindell. Hear him later after 10am, Daylight Savings Time on Behind the Gates.